This does not feel like compromise I think it actually is an honest trial Longing in my heart that could be realized Hi, I'm Lyndon Hope, a side B queer Christian singer-songwriter and I'm currently raising funds through Kickstarter in hopes of recording a full-length album entitled Songs for the Bees. These are songs born out of my own journey navigating the tension between my faith and sexuality. My primary hope is that these songs can help my side B friends know that they're not alone, as they wrestle with God in pain, longing, anger, sorrow, hope, and surrender. If you'd like to see this album become a reality, please give any amount on my Kickstarter page by November 21st. You can find the link in the show notes and on the Life on Side B Instagram page. Hi, friends. Thank you all for coming back for another episode of Life on Side B. Today, it's me and Ashley. Ashley, coming from the closet again, aren't you? Yeah, Janelle, she goes, are you in a closet? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. It's, the, yeah. it's the greatest irony of this entire podcast that Ashley records from a closet. Um, I feel like we haven't seen each other in forever. Like, yeah. Not, yeah. It's Since Revoice? Yeah. I mean, because we have been really slacking on recording episodes as well. Um, (laughs) But today is not just us. I know this season we haven't gotten to have a lot of guests as normal. Um, We are joined by Janelle Look and Alex Ship. Okay. Your last name is Ship or Ship E? Help me understand your last name. Shippy. Uh, Okay. Yeah, it's catchy. Great. Okay. See, those are one of those moments where I was like, is this how I think it's supposed to be like sounding out? So Alex Shippey, Janelle Luck, so glad to have both of you on this podcast. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. Excited and nervous. Ah, It's nothing to be nervous about this. We're a chaotic podcast and (laughs) we're just going to have a conversation today. We are talking in in the um, theme of reclaiming, of reclaiming prayer ministry. Um, Super excited about this topic. And I knew the moment we talked about it, I was like, Ashley, this is you and I. This is our territory. This is where we're we're coming in. Um, And it was just worked out perfect, Janelle and Alex, to have you both on. So um, I guess to start... Let's do some introductions. Can you guys just share a little bit about yourselves? Um, And then we'll get into a bit more focused into prayer ministry. But I mean, obviously share about your connections in prayer ministry or whatever you would like to share there. Janelle, would you be up for starting us off? (laughs) Yes. Hi, my name is Janelle. Um, Thank you so much for having me and us. Um, I um, know that listeners are familiar with Revoice, and I just started working for Revoice. This is my... (laughs) I didn't know this. Yeah. Um, This is... uh, We're recording on November 11th, so this is my 11th day with Revoice. Um, So I'm super excited. Um, I... My official title is care minister. Um, so broadly, that's the pastoral care um, and uh, development of discipleship 
for LGBTQ and same-sex attracted Christians. Um, and um, I just left um, a ministry called Servant Partners. Um, I was with them for eight years and that's, um, Alex and I both worked for Servant Partners and that's where we um, both developed our skills of prayer ministry uh, was largely through them. Okay. Ah, well, congrats on the new position. Love to Thank see you. that. Yes. Ah, Alex, can you share with us about yourself? Yeah. So my name's Alex Shippey. Um, so I worked with Janelle in Servant Partners. We started in 2015 together. And then we had both done an internship, different intern classes, but um, kind of got plugged in that way. Um, yeah, I did ministry with Janelle in LA, working with interns and then youth, and then went overseas. So I was in the Middle East for three years, which was quite an adventure. Um, Where in the Middle East? And then, uh, a secure site. You oh, can okay. ask me off cool. recording. Mm-hmm. Just to no be worries. on the safe side. Totally understand. One of those yeah. things, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was there three years and then recently also transitioned off of Servant Partners. And then now I'm in grad school. So I'm studying urban planning, slightly random, but also connected to urban ministry. Mm-hmm. It's a longer conversation, but there's plenty of connections I could go into. Oh, so I'm so intrigued. I love it. Well, <laughs> Those are great introductions. Can you guys continue sharing um, just a little bit more, like more about specifically how did you get into prayer ministry? Yeah. Um, so I grew up in a vineyard church, um, which I would call uh, lightly charismatic. Um, there's a rich history of prayer ministry in the vineyard. Um, and so I learned the basics of it when I was in high school. Um One common form of prayer ministry is, you know, churches will offer prayer at the end of service. Um, So people will self-select. They'll ask for prayer. Um, And sometimes the prayer request is related to the sermon, but, you know, not necessarily. And so those times of prayer ministry are generally not very long, you know, maybe like 10 minutes or something like that. Um, And in Servant Partners, um, I was fortunate to be around people who really loved prayer. Um, And I received prayer ministry regularly over the years as I was on staff. And this prayer ministry felt different um, from the kind that I had experienced in church. Um, This prayer ministry involved a lot of listening to God. um, And it also took a lot longer. So we would spend one to two hours in prayer. And I really connected deeply with God uh, during these times and was super impacted by them. Um, And yeah, as as Alex mentioned, um, I was leading an internship, um, started doing prayer ministry uh, for our interns. Um, There was definitely a learning curve, um, a lot of trial and error (laughs) on my end. Um, And I've had the opportunity to practice a lot over the years. And um, I really love doing prayer ministry because God always shows up and it's amazing to witness and be a part of. Mm. Mm. Love that. Yeah. So a little bit like Janelle, I did kind of like response team, probably the first big time was in college. Um, So I did InterVarsity in college and after a large group, they would have like kind of response time. So if people wanted prayer, they'd go to the back. So I did that. Um, 
And then senior year, I kind of like more of what Janelle was talking about, kind of receiving prayer. So one of my staff, um, I don't remember the book title, but essentially it was kind of that longer, how do you kind of deal with more healing kind of internal um, pieces. Um, and so did prayer with him um, a couple of times. And then when I was an intern with Servant Partners, that also was a space of like learning how to receive prayer. Um, and then wasn't until I was on staff with Janelle um, and we were like, I think the big thing was we led a retreat for interns and it was essentially like a full weekend uh, intensive. So like we had 14 interns, Janelle, I think roughly. Um, yeah, anyway. 18. So, 18, never mind. Lots of interns. Wow, just gross. <laughs> um, but they, like, they got each, we prayed for each of them at least like an hour and a half, two hours. So it's had this like whole small group rotation, kind of like learning how do you do this on a more intensive scale. Um, and kind of after that, I feel like Janelle and I got hooked on prayer. And so opportunities that we've had to pray for people have come since then. And it's always an adventure, but like Janelle said, God shows up in really cool and surprising ways. Love that. And like, how would you guys define what you feel like prayer ministry is? Yeah. Um, so as I mentioned, um, I would say it's more common um, in the charismatic stream um, of churches. Um but I think also a fair amount of non-denominational churches with the charismatic leaning will have prayer ministry. Mm -hmm. um, but I really like to um, talk about prayer ministry as like I am facilitating a conversation between you and God. Um, so sometimes prayer ministry, uh, especially shorter times of prayer ministry, can feel like it's one person, you know, praying for another person. Um but the kind of prayer ministry um, that um, that is longer, um, that takes uh, takes longer, is really more about yeah, just facilitating a conversation between them and God, um, and um, yeah, I think it's a way for people in the church to extend care, um, to extend comfort um, for people who um, are asking for prayer. And um, yeah, there's just so many different kinds of prayer ministry out there. Um, and some of kinds involve listening prayer. Um, and um, listening prayer just means, I think just to define it, I think it just means that um, we're believing that God wants to speak to us and that he does speak to us. Mm. Um, and so God can communicate in any number of ways, but some common ways that we've experienced are he'll give us a picture or an image of something. Um, he'll bring a specific passage of scripture to mind. Um, sometimes um, he'll bring a song to mind or um, even like a movie. Um, but yeah, it can be really anything. Um, and um, sometimes people can feel like, um, you know, can I can I trust listening prayer? Like this feels a little too out there. Like, um, like, is this legit? Um, and I think one way to discern if this is actually God or not is, um, I think one, one simple question is, 
you know, does this align with scripture or does it contradict scripture? And that can be mm-hmm. like a starting point um, yeah. for if what you're hearing from God um, is actually God. Um, and I think also to like um, listening prayer, um, like we get better with it, uh, with practice. Um, so the more we practice, the better we are at hearing the voice of God, um, kind of like the sheep hearing the good shepherd's voice and being able to recognize it. Um, mm. So uh, yeah, that's how I would mm. define prayer ministry. I love that. Cause like um, over the past few years with my doctorate, um, my, my doctorate is focused in on spiritual formation and it's gotten me into spiritual direction, which now I'm mm-hmm. actually doing spiritual direction, um, like starting a practice of that, which has really um, been an experience I love. And um, I think one of the things that I've learned from spiritual direction that kind of like I love what you're talking about is the importance of like that silence, like that listening, mm-hmm. you know, like what you're talking about. And yeah, I feel like we get afraid of the silence and the listening because we we're so used to being told kind of within faith rather than just sitting and receiving. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that there's that power of that, even just like I've been learning the power of breathing within prayer and focusing on the breath to kind of like do that. So I, I really love just everything you've shared there about um, that. And then, and I understand where it can be um, unsettling for people. Um, and speaking of unsettling, I know that there, you know, one of the reasons we're talking about with reclaiming this is because it's something that when in our theme of reclaiming, we're talking about things that have been used against us or that we can be wary of. We might, um, there's a lot of reasons why LGBT people might be wary of it because prayer ministry might be linked to some forms of ex-gay ministry or conversion therapy or Mm -hmm. built that distrust. Um, and I would love for us to kind of delve into that a bit more. Um, I know we previously talked about me sharing a little bit of my experience. What if, if you want to, I can go do, into that right now. Is that correct, Janelle? Okay. Um, yeah. So we'll start this out. I'll to kind of give context for this. I'll share a little bit about my own experience and then we'll, we'll dive into it. Um, as many of you listeners know, I have a, I have a long history with ex-gay ministry and conversion therapy. And um, I became a Christian as an adult in charismatic circles. So some of my later, um, not my childhood experiences, um, but my later experiences were in more charismatic prayer ministry, um, those kinds of things. I wouldn't say it was all bad. Um, A lot of my first experiences of prayer ministry were around um, getting out of sex work. Um, which was another part of my story and kind of going through the webs of all of the connections and traumas and things there and being able to sit in that. And I would say that was an initially very good experience that I had um, that was really helpful for me. Uh, But then as I moved into kind of what I would say is my last experience of um, ex-gay ministry, it was a live-in program um, where then you were required to do prayer ministry um, as part of it with some people in the church. Um, so we did, um, you lived You lived in this house, um, you worked, You ha- we did devotions with our pastor on Wednesday of the church that we were required to attend. I mean, it was a good church. I wasn't against the church, but it was like we went to that church. Um, 
And then there were um, some women who did ministry, um, prayer ministry, and we were part of that. And this is where I always love to clarify with conversion therapy. Modern aspects of conversion therapy and ex-gay ministry are not, we. no one is holding anyone down. Well, there might be experiences of that, but the majority of it is not these traumatic experiences like what we see in the movies. And I will always say the problems with modern experiences of ex-gay ministry, whether that is therapy, whether that is prayer ministry, is not actually with the methods themselves. Um, nothing that was actually happening was that crazy. We were doing these very things. We were listening. We were um, going through memories. We were kind of sitting in these things. I will always say that the biggest issue with all forms of ex-gay ministry is the expectations and the expectations put on the person who is receiving. Um, whether that is therapy, whether that is prayer ministry, in my experience, it was always not, hey, maybe this is not an area God wants to work on. That was never a, like my attractions, the fact that my attractions were not changing uh, was never a point of going, hey, maybe this is not an area God wants to touch. Let's move into a different area. It was always, we need to do more. We need to pray more. We need to do more uh, work in therapy. And so I then received, I'm not doing enough. I'm not working hard enough. Um, and I think that in prayer ministry specifically, where that becomes a problem with therapy, it's very common to have a specific goal. And I'm, I, you correct me if I'm wrong. It's not bad to have a specific goal in prayer ministry, but um, but I, I feel like in my experiences within the ex-gay ministry side, it was all focused on areas that might surround changing my attraction. Whereas there wasn't freedom to go, I am holistically as a human being trying to connect with God in prayer. The goal was to become straight. Um, and I feel like that limit limited limits God, first of all, to think I know what God's going to do with a situation. Um, so in my experience of it, a lot of where my hurt with it came from, it developed this feeling of I'm not doing enough. Um, there's something wrong with me. Not that the women ever said that. Um, but there was um, this feeling that I got because I had this expectation of what should be happening due to this method. Um, so that's a little bit of my experience. Um, would love to hear what you guys, how, how you guys have engaged with this kind of tension in prayer ministry with its connection to ex-gay ministry. Yeah. Um, thanks for sharing, Josh. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I think for me, um, uh, so like I came out to my parents kind of early on. Um, so as a teenager and they kind of didn't know what to do. So there's both this part of me that's mm -hmm. like one, it's great that they didn't put me in conversion therapy. Cause I think then I would have had to like, you know, deal with some of that potential like trauma and hurt. But then there's this other flip side of like, it would have been good to actually talk about, you know, coming out. Yeah. Um, so one of those mixed bag things. And I think there's, I say that because I feel like it, when I came more into prayer ministry, there was less fear or kind of like um, baggage uh, around it. Mm -hmm. So like when people were like, hey, like let's, so I hit like, my early 20s, a uh, space of like trying to process my sexuality. 
And there were a few times during that period where prayer ministry just like was really significant. Um, and I was able to kind of enter into those spaces with less fear or kind of like, you know, a trauma response because I hadn't had the conversion therapy. But I think what has been interesting as Janelle and I have like talked about this more and just thought about like, oh, this would be good for like, there's just a lot of hurt that queer people carry. Um, and just how do you invite God into those spaces? But I think because mm -hmm. of conversion therapy and kind of that, like you're saying, that expectation of like, how do I become straight? Like, it just is, it's an added like barrier to actually experiencing what can happen in prayer ministry. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And I think one thing too I might add is like, I don't think it's even just the expectation of the, or kind of a helpful question, not just the expectation of the person giving prayer, but even like, as I enter prayer, am I secretly hoping that God makes me straight? Um, like, I may not actually mm -hmm. vocalize mm -hmm. that, but like, kind of like, if you dig deep enough, that's actually what's there. Um, mm -hmm. And so I feel like there's some kind of good self-reflection or self-awareness that's needed of like, what is my goal as I enter prayer? If I'm like asking for prayer, um, like, is it to become straight? Is it to meet yeah. God? Like, is it to find healing around, you know, some bitterness or, you know, I have this really complex relationship with X person. Like, how does God want to kind of like undo shame around that or bring like healing, repentance, um, yeah, I don't, you know, it could, it's a variety of things. But I feel like that question of like, yeah. what is actually my goal in coming into prayer mm -hmm. is an important kind of like starting point. And then I think the flip side, like on, like if I'm offering prayer ministry to somebody, like what, what is my goal? Like, am I kind of hoping that like, you know, X, Y, and Z happens or am I open to whatever? Like at the end of the day, if all we did was sit in silence, would I actually be okay with that or not? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's a helpful kind of. Yeah. I would just add. Plan. Yeah. I would just add that. I think the more Alex and I have done prayer ministry, I think the more we've been unable to predict what God will mm -hmm. do <laughs> during prayer ministry. Um, Honestly, that, that tracks with what I would expect. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that so many times we've come in with a specific question um, of, you know, God, what should I do here? And oftentimes God doesn't directly answer um, mm -hmm. the question. Um, he will talk about something else. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't think we can predict what God will say. Um, and I think part of it, too, is just um, the posture. I think the posture we should have in going in prayer ministry is just desiring to um, to meet with God, to like have um, a time of um, of intimacy with God. And I think that's the only uh, goal that we can have. Yeah. And I feel like that's both, like if I'm both giving prayer ministry or receiving, like I need to be willing to like have God be the guide essentially yeah. for that time. Mm, yeah. I love that. I mean, I'm, so I'm transitioning a moment, but this is still in the same vein. Um, I forgot to even ask, Ashley, have you had experiences, good or bad, with prayer ministry? Like, what 
what has been your have you had any of these i can't remember well i got something to know at the beginning she asked like how familiar i am with it i'm like i'm not denominationally evangelical in the south which <laughs> leans pretty charismatic it's mm-hmm. uh so experience with it definitely 100 percent. grew up you know when my parents started going to church when i was a younger i i would go to prayer meetings with my mom you know um with all like these older ladies and just like you know bring my toys and sit in there and and they'd say i'd say some profound stuff out of nowhere i'd just come out of playing with my barbies and come be like hey this that and the other thing and then go back and they don't and they tell me stuff years later i'm like i have no idea what you're talking about cool (laughs) glad to be glad to help um but yeah so my church has always been pretty kind of like a like janelle said you know end of service offering prayer um and as it has matured as a church we've they've gone more into getting training in like stuff like listening prayer and and stuff like that um so it's always been a part of it and then um ywam too also tends to even though it is an interdenominational um organization it does also lean a little more charismatic so depending Mm -hmm. on where you're stationed or whatever is going to kind of influence a lot of that directly with around my sexuality i don't have any bad experiences with it because i did my best to avoid it i was gonna say you Uh, weren't out or anything no um and i just really hope that no one because to an extent, I, I I totally believe that someone can hear from God in those moments. And I have received from God in those moments. But I also know that people's biases come into play. Mm. And so I've seen that more than once where if sometimes people just let their, you know, they, they let their own, I don't know how to put it, but like they let themselves get mm. in the way. And so I've seen people be like, they'll see someone that they know is struggling with their sexuality or knows this about them. And they immediately assume that's what God wants to touch on, you know, touch on. Mm -hmm. That's what, that's what we're going to do. I even knew a girl who's as far as I knew, you know, as far as she was willing to share at the moment, she was straight, you know, and I never assumed anything otherwise, but because, and she said in the deliverance time that they had in our counseling school, which our counseling school has like a, a week that where they touch on and teach on deliverance and stuff. So they had times of that where they would minister prayer to them. And she said that they came and they prayed for her and they started casting out the spirit of lesbianism. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. And she's like, I've never done anything with a girl. So I didn't know where that came from. But then she's like, I remember one time in second grade, I was playing with one of my friends and somebody called me a lesbian. So I guess that stuck on me. I'm like, and I was like 19 at the time. And I'm like, they prayed that because you have pink hair. (laughs) (laughs) You have a short haircut and you dress a little goofy. Yeah. I don't want to say that, but uh, because it's going to sound judgmental on my part because I'm saying you dress goofy. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, Mm-mm. no that that someone pulled that from somewhere yeah like i and i've seen people that 
I knew certain things or I knew that certain things were known about them. I've heard people praying for them. It's just kind of, you just kind of let your own self kind of guide what you're praying for. And that's Mm. dangerous or Mm. it can be dangerous at times. Yeah. And so I somehow always skimly avoided that. I mean, when I went through deliverance ministry in my church, when we touched on everything and I was confessing everything, I conveniently Mm. left that out. Yeah. Um, and then I remember years later when I was like, I was in YWAM and I was telling my mentor, I'd be like, hey, I thought you should know this. And I did, you know, tell about my my attractions and everything at that point where I was still thought I was, I guess I thought I was ex-gay. I don't know. And at one point she was like, yeah, one day I would like, you know, for me and my husband to be able to lay hands on you and pray for you for this. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And it just never happened. And then as like, Later on, I'm like realizing what they probably thought they were going to do. And I'm like, thank God that didn't happen. Mm, yeah. That would have been traumatizing. Well, and I think that a lot of it comes back to like what um, Jill and Alex, you guys were talking about with examining mm-hmm. the goals of what's coming into this, you know? Yeah. Of both me as a person who's receiving, the person who um, is offering. Like, I remember one of the experiences that I, one of the times where I started to see what's happening in this prayer ministry and the sex game ministry is not what's supposed to happen. Um, it kind of, it hits on that because I, when I first started reevaluating my sexual ethics and all of these things, a lot of that was related to a vision experience that I had with God. Like I said, some of you listeners, you'll, you'll know of this is that, and it was kind of God saying, Hey, I'm not going to promise you a family. I'm not going to promise you marriage, but I will promise you I'll use you in different things. And, um, and that stuck with me. And there was, a, there was a day where the women were like, today, we just really want to pray over you for God to give you a wife. And I was like, it's not in the cards here. I was like, that's great. But that's your goal. That's not, I was like, I'm already confirmed on this one. But it was like not being let go. And I was like, this is, this is where the reevaluating of, are you sure you are in touch with this because this is where you feel God is coming? Or... Because I'm sure this ain't where this is going. Um, But being able to have the humility to examine goals. I love when you guys were sharing on that. Yeah, Um, one quick thing. I feel like too, both off of mm -hmm. your story, Josh and Ashley, I like, there's this part of me that's like, in offering prayer ministry, I have to recognize the responsibility of that. Because like, I could slap God on Mm. what I want and like, kind of bulldoze through mm-hmm. like I really want Josh to have a wife so if I like do it in prayer ministry like it's it's like okay or permissible but I think I'm just like I think recognizing how damaging that is because like not only does that hurt you but it also hurts your interaction or ability to relate to God and I think just like do I recognize that as a prayer minister, I carry that weight and that responsibility? Like that just feels huge of like, if this doesn't go well, like I thought about this a lot too with like youth. Um, So like there were a couple of youth who came out to me and it was like, how I respond to you really matters. And so like when someone is willing to like open up about their sexuality and ask about prayer, like how I respond really matters because you will carry a lot 
not just the interaction that I may have with you, but like how God may perceive or interact with you, which just feels mm-hmm. weighty. So like not to avoid it, but I think just recognizing the weight of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would add just that there is a soberness that comes with prayer ministry, um, I think especially mm-hmm. in our community. Um, and it makes me sad to hear these stories. Um, and um, yeah, Josh, just to hear your story of feeling like you weren't enough. Um, yeah, I'm really sorry that you experienced that. Um, and I think that prayer ministry specifically for in regards to sexuality um, can be such a vulnerable place. Um, and so I think that's why having the person's permission to go there is really important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And to add to that, I yeah. feel like God's never going to push us into a space that we're not willing to go. Like that's just not who God is. And so, yeah, if I don't want to pray about something or it's someone like that's totally fine. Like God is not hurt or angry or like vengeful. Yeah. Offended. So. Amen. And I liked seeing this year that they had a revoice, that they had that time of prayer that I hadn't, that we hadn't had before. Um, Cause like saying that's an experience that I've experienced in church that like you have that open space to go and, and have someone pray with you about something. But I feel like some people who like, especially queer people, one who maybe had negative experiences or are publicly out or are visibly queer, they just avoid it because they know that the person praying, just like I said, because of biases that may automatically be what they're going to pray about. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I want to go pray about something else. And to know that in Revoice that there was somebody who's going to understand that and be able to pray with me in a way that I need yeah. was really, I think that was probably healing for a lot of people. I'm so glad to hear that. And yeah, I think it's really important as as ministers to, um, yeah, to start with the question of what would you like prayer for, you know, as opposed to assuming what the person wants prayer for. Mm-hmm. And in in that vein, like, what are you guys' hopes and visions for prayer ministry in the future going forward? And stuff? Yeah. I, like, what are your personal goals with prayer I ministry? I feel like on a broad scale, um, I think there's just a level of how do you help people feel safe with God? Um, so I think for me, like, kind of listening or kind of maybe, like, more imaginative prayer has, like, just been really good for my faith. Um just like, how do I interact with God? Like, what do I feel? Like, so I'm a big T. <laughs> so feelings are hard. So when people are like, what do you feel? I'm like, I don't know. Um, but having images is actually really helpful because I can interact with an image and, you know, it's cloudy. And so that helps me kind of understand like, oh, like maybe there's some sadness or like grief or something. So like having that has been a really helpful and that might be more like just a psych thing. Um, but I think what has been like particularly significant for my relationship with God has just been, I can like go to like this kind of imaginative space. So I often like imagine kind of like the prodigal son story. Um, and so like, there's like 
a house and then fields and kind of like depending on what I'm interacting with God about um, it, like kind of like some part of that setting. Um, but I think also it's been really significant of how do I interact with God as a father um, versus like I identify a lot with the older son. How do I interact with God as a boss? Um, mm. God is not a good boss and he's a good father. So trying to learn how to engage with God in that. Um, but yeah, so like, I think that is both a like personal hope and then just, I think whoever I pray with, I really want them to feel safe with God. Um, because there's a lot of ways, particularly I think queer people is just like, does God actually like want to interact with me? Am I, am I okay to be here? Am I okay to be honest with God? And like, it really is hard. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I think that's a, a huge goal. Um, I think, yeah, particularly Janelle and I have talked about this is just recognizing like there is such a big need um, in the queer community because I think this kind of prayer that like, is a lot more about like, how do I engage with God? How do I understand myself? What are the lies that I believe about myself or about God? Like, it's just, there's so many in the queer community. And so, yeah, like, how do I like kind of allow those things to shut off? So like one really significant one, I think this was actually at Revoice in Texas, Dallas, 20, I don't remember what year, um, a couple of revoices ago. Um, but like, I kind of had this like more personal, um, like prayer session essentially, where I needed to reconcile with like my 14 year old self. So like when I came out, I think there's kind of the sense of like, oh, I let the cat out of the bag. And so like, I ruined my life essentially and kind of quietly judging my 14 year old self but i think there was this really significant like how do i not believe that lie that like my life would be better if i hadn't come out um and one of the big things was just like how do i actually recognize the bravery of my 14 year old self and just like the courage and that that's something i really actually want to emulate rather than like blame my younger self for and that happened like in a worship session at revoice and i think as just this like as i learn how to kind of like engage with god and like let go of those lies of like blaming myself for ruining my life but actually like oh that moment wasn't like kind of the the point where my life got ruined it actually was this point of like really the values in my life that I actually want to aspire to. Um, and I, I, I like, I think that is the hope in prayer ministry is that those kinds of interactions or those kinds of like being able to shed those lies actually happens for people. And I think just like that, that in a space, particularly like as we we're talking about where you can weaponize prayer ministry against queer people, like how can it actually be used as a way of really meeting God in a significant way? Mm. That's great. Janelle, any thoughts? 
um, I'll just chime in with um, a story of mine um, and along the lines of just really um, along the lines of um, healing my understanding of who God is. Um, so uh, a number of years ago, there was a moment where um, I was really at rock bottom in a lot of ways. Um, so my physical body was breaking down and it was really mm. um, an outward manifestation of what was happening happening internally for me. Mm. Um, so I had these score these sores on the scalp of my head. Um, my left earlobe had gotten infected. Um, my eyes were really itchy and they hurt. Um, there are all these things happening in my body. Um, and I just felt like a complete mess. Um, and, um, during this moment, um, I was received, I had a meeting to receive prayer ministry, um, with this woman named Kat, um, who was in several partners with me. Um, and yeah, as I, as I entered into prayer with her, um, the prodigal son story came up. It's a very, <laughs> it's a, it's a good one. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I just, I really identified with the prodigal son. Um, like I felt like a mess um, just as I pictured the prodigal son being a mess as he's, you know, eating the pig's food and walking back, um, you know, to the father um, with kind of in shambles. Um, and um, yeah, so I felt like um, such a, such a complete mess. And um, I experienced like the father welcoming me um, and, um, just like, yeah, in the story, um, and, um, yeah, I think the image of like, uh, the father giving me his ring, um, in the same way, like the father gave the younger son a ring and that to me symbolized, uh, my identity that my identity was, is, was found in, in God, the father and his family, um, and yeah, just this story came alive for me in a way that it hadn't before. Um, and so, yeah, I just really received like God's welcome and embrace um, at one of the lowest points of my life. Um, and that was just like a really powerful moment for me. Yeah. I think one of the things I love about prayer ministry, especially what you guys have shared, is that prayer ministry has this imaginative curiosity of how it engages with faith. And, and like I said before, I think there's so much to American Christianity um, where it's about being told, just like taking in this area. The prayer ministry allows the engagement, the the live engagement. And Alex, kind of what you were connected with, what you were saying is just like this um, way... I feel like one of the ways that it connects to the queer experience as well as that creativity that it brings to faith, this, this active understanding. And then like you were saying, Janelle, being able to look at stories, even in scripture in this imaginative way that we then get to place in. And I have one question that just comes to mind and I think it flows well into where we're going with this conversation, because I can imagine some listeners sitting here going, this is great. I love everything that's being shared. Why do I need to do this with another person? 
Like what, what is the aspect of sitting with another person in this? Also, what does that even look like? But like, why can't this just be something I do in my room on my own? And maybe that is, but I would love for you guys to speak into that question that listeners might be having in this moment, if you have any thoughts there. Yeah, I definitely think there are, (laughs) I definitely think there are some, (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think there are some prayer exercises that you can do on your own. Um, That is definitely an option. Um, For me, um, one benefit that I see about doing prayer ministry with other people um, is that you're inviting other people to listen to God as well at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, some an experience that I really love is um, sometimes I'll pray, we'll listen as a large group. So in my Bible study, we'll have 10 people listening all about the same topic. Um, and multiple people will, you know, have a similar um, idea come to mind or a similar scripture or a similar theme. Um, and it's just really clear that like God is speaking. Um, and those moments have been so magical. Um, and um, so that's one benefit I see to, to doing ministry, prayer ministry in a group is that sometimes there's confirmation that happens and that can be super yeah. encouraging. Mm-hmm. 100%. Sorry. I I really, yes. Um, yeah. I think the other Alex thing I'd add is just like, sometimes this kind of prayer ministry like you go to places that are just kind of a bit scary like am i really gonna like take down my bitterness or like wrestle with my unforgiveness of so and so and so i think or like sometimes like confession is actually just what we need and to confess by yourself can get you so far but like when i do that with another person like there's a greater level of freedom or a, a like there's a way of in meeting God that doesn't quite happen if I'm doing it by myself. So like Janelle said, I think there's plenty of things like, yeah. like that reconciling with my 14 year old self that happened more individually, but I've had other prayer times where I'm like, I don't think I would have received the same things if I was doing it by myself. Um, yeah. Like one time I was praying with somebody and they just asked me the question of like, uh, well, I want you to imagine like looking into Jesus's face. And I don't think I would have done that if I was, wasn't with this person. And then I was really struck by like, as I like imagined that I was really struck that Jesus's eyes are brown and like, oh, my eyes are brown. And it was, this is like really intimate space of, I reflect God like in who I am. And that came out of a space of somebody was there and they asked a question that I wouldn't have thought of. And they created a space where I could like engage with God. So yeah, I think it's just, sometimes there's things that are scary, Mm -hmm. but I think also sometimes people can ask questions that I wouldn't even consider. And it invites me into kind of a unique way of engaging with God. Yeah. I think that there's so much power. There's there's such an importance to remember that our faith is not individual, it's communal. It's very much a communal faith. And so being able to have the wisdom of people. And I know I got I shared like bad experiences of prayer ministry um, previously. I want to share a good one really quickly. And then, um, 
because I think that this highlights how great it can be to have someone, especially I think sometimes someone that you know has wisdom, especially maybe in wisdom in the area that you're talking about. So um, as I said earlier in my walk, I received really, I had good experiences of prayer ministry around um, my time in sex work. And so a few years back, I don't remember why it came up, but I just started feeling again, I was like, oh, there is some more stuff here in sex work memories. And I don't remember why currently, um, but it was just coming up. And so there was a local um, pastor who she did a lot of work in um, uh, sex trafficking and you know, working with sex workers and all of those things. So, um, and she was a pastor of a charismatic church. So I was like, perfect, let's talk with her. Um, and it was such an amazing experience for her to be able to sit with me going back through memories of, of clients and, um, what, how those translated, because granted, a lot of my sex work experiences were late high school, early college. So I'm between the ages of 16, 17 to 20, somewhere around there. And um, so these are formative kind of experiences, um, being a teenager. And, um, and her being able to help me see how experiences with clients were translating onto how I saw God um, mm-hmm. because of those moments um, and being able to sit in that and allow me to be with God in examining those moments, like allowing me to imagine God with me as if I'm reading a book of my experiences with these clients and allowing God to be in that space, um, examining that with me of like how I've seen this. So it was, it was a very unlocking, actually, ironically, she, cause she's also an artist. She ended up drawing a painting that had, she had been inspired by and she gave it to me and it's actually framed back I'll show you guys after, after the thing, but it's one I've held on to because it reminded me so much of the healing experience of that prayer session that I had. So that jumps into our next question of like, if people listening are going, yeah, like, okay, this sounds great. How, what would I, how would I like get involved in prayer ministry or how would I find someone? Yeah. So, um, of course, if you're, um, if you're, if your church or a church in your area offers it, um, I think that would be great because you can do that, um, in person. Um, I wanted to plug the revoice conference again, um, that will have prayer ministry, um, again, um, at this upcoming revoice, um, and, I just want to say that, um, you know, there's so much like awesome content, um, and teaching, um, and worship that we receive at Revoice. Um, and sometimes that can stay at like a head level, um, like an intellectual level. Um, and my hope is that we're engaging at a heart level at Revoice as well. And so prayer ministry can just be one, um, avenue of getting there, um, that it's these, um, like ultimately at the end of the day, um, hearing from Jesus and experiencing Jesus as what transforms us and what changes us. Um, so, um, yeah, so Revoice um, just will be 
um, June 26th to 29th um, in Columbus, Ohio. And I think that as of when this episode goes up, registration will be open, I think, for everyone listening. Yeah. Yes. And if you would like a $10 off coupon. Wait, what was that, Ashley? I said, I think registration opens tomorrow. I know, but this isn't. Op- this episode won't be up tomorrow. It'll be open a few days. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be up. So you were saying, and if you want to attend, what were you, go go ahead, Janelle. Yeah. So if you want ten dollars off, um, you can use the code uh, Revoice Pod Pod for ten dollars off. Okay. Um, great. I'll put that in the description, the notes, show notes, everyone, so you can have that. Awesome. And then lastly, um, just more of like a personal invitation, Alex and I are both in the LA area. So if you're in the LA area or you happen to be visiting or you want to make a visit, (laughs) we would love to meet you and pray with you in person. Um, So I think both Alex and I feel like an especially, um, yeah, sense of call to to praying um, with queer people. So we would love to to accompany you with that. Um, You can email me. My email is Janelle at revoice.org and uh, we would love to connect with you. Great. Yep. And again, I'll also put your email in the show notes as well, but obviously it's a pretty simple Janelle at revoice.org, but that will be in the show notes. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah. I, we're going to transition now to something unique, which I'm really excited to see how this is going to go on a podcast, but we're going to do it. Um, and we're going to actually demonstrate prayer ministry, which I think is good because sometimes you might, we might talk about it a lot, but this will be a time. Um, one thing that's going to be interesting about this, everyone. So just so you know, is, you know, with prayer ministry, and I don't know if you want to talk about this a little bit, Janelle, like prayer, prayer ministry can be kind of a bit of silence. There can be silent moments. Um, we might, I, depending on how this goes, I might edit out some of those. So if that, just so you know, if you're trying to get an understanding of what this can be like in your own time, it may not sound exactly like this. There might be a little bit more quietness, but I can't, can't really just be having quietness in a podcast episode. Anyway, giving everyone that clarification before we get into this. Um, But this is now where I will let you two lead because what we're going to do is actually, Ashley and I are going to receive prayer ministry. So you you all are now the hosts. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Josh, you can feel free to edit this out, but I just wanted to explain the process just very briefly, Mm -hmm. um, just so we're all on the same page. but um, Josh and Ashley have, um, they have a prayer request in mind. They're prepared to share it. Um, in general, when you're praying with someone, you would ask to keep it, um, you would keep it confidential. But here, it's not going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, um, so we're going to pray for both of them one at a time. Um, we'll ask them to keep their eyes closed um, during the prayer time just to stay focused on God. Um, and again, as we mentioned, um, we're going to only do what you're comfortable with. So, um, yeah, if you're not comfortable with anything, um, we don't have to, we don't have to go there, but, um, yeah, as we mentioned, you know, I'll say, how can I pray for you? Um, I'll ask if you're comfortable with listening prayer. Um, and, um, yeah, if that's, if you are, then we'll just take a moment of silence to listen Um, and then generally, um, 
you know, if you hear, um, generally, uh, you do hear something from God and we'll lean into that and pray for that. Um, and sometimes you don't hear something from God and that's totally okay. Um, like I said, we don't, we can't force, um, God, um, we can't force God's hand in any way. Um, and, um, there are a few different ways that, um, Alex and I can pray. Um, sometimes it might be a blessing. Um, sometimes it might be, um, leading you in confession. Sometimes it might be leading you into a time of forgiving someone. Um, yeah, so there's kind of a lot of different paths we can go down and we'll discern that, um, as we're, as we're also listening to God, um, and then at the end of our prayer time, you know, we'll check in with you and we'll say, you know, what is God saying? Um, is, is, is God showing you anything? Um, and we'll, um, yeah, and then we'll like end the prayer time basically after that point. Um, and we'd also love, um, we would love to um, like debrief the prayer time afterwards um, just to hear any questions you may have or any thoughts that came up for you. Awesome. Well, Ashley, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to? I can go first. Go ahead. Um, so something I've been processing a lot lately is just kind of like the stage of life I'm in. Um, I feel like it's just so many things have happened within the past few years in my life. And it's like now I feel like the dust is settling and I'm like, trying to figure out it's like so what is this stage of life supposed to look like for me because I know it's going to be different I know things can't be like they were before but what does that mean for now and am I doing you know what I'm supposed to be doing should I be doing anything different do I need to be doing anything different um just kind of feel like I'm in kind of like a rut spiritually and it's like kind of like yeah I could wake up earlier and and you know and pray more and read the bible more and i could get up and go to the gym at five o'clock in the morning and you know do all these things because i work all day and it's like it's just the pandemic happened and then i got pregnant and then we had a baby and then my husband's back went out and then there was back surgery and then we've had career transitions like i said it's like now the dust is settling and i'm like i feel like i don't know where i'm standing and nothing's really wrong. I'm like, okay, God, what's, what's my life supposed to be looking like now? I feel like I've always had like a, um, something that I'm focusing on at different parts of the time in my life that helped me connect to the Lord. And I'm like, what's, what am I supposed to be focusing on right now? Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, is it, um, do you feel comfortable with, with us doing some listening prayer? Okay. Great. Um, well, I'll invite you to close your eyes, Ashley. Um, and um, let's just open with a moment of silence. Um, just invite you to take a deep breath, um, to center yourself, um, to get in touch with, um, to get in touch with God.
God, thank you that you're here. Um, thank you that you see Ashley. Um, yeah, thank you for your deep love for her. Um, is there anything you want to, to say to Ashley? We invite you to speak um, either through a word of scripture or an image, um, yeah, a song, um, whatever it is, uh, we're here to listen to you. Um, so we'll take a, just another minute of silence and just, um, yeah, listen for God. Was that enough time for everyone? Um, yeah, Ashley, did anything come to mind as we were listening? Um, kind of like, it's like I was saying, like, I need something to, to focus on. I need something to like a focal point. Cause I feel like that helps kind of rain in my mind and just kind of being like, Jesus, like saying like, well, like it says, I think in the book of Hebrews, it says to keep our eyes on Jesus. I was like, well, Jesus is supposed to be the focal point. I was like, well, I get that. Hmm. What does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah, you understand the scripture, but, like, how do you actually, like, how does that yeah. apply in real life? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the verse that came to mind for me um, was uh, – John 15, the vine and the branches. Um, and I think the part that stuck out to me the most was um, when Jesus says, remain in my love. Um, I think just um, as you were sharing, there's um, a way that you want to um, know if you're sort of like on the right track with God. Um, and mm -hmm. are you... Yeah, if you're if you're doing what God wants you to do, um, and I think there's an invitation to just be, um, to to be with God, um, to to remain in His love. Um, yeah, Josh, anything come to mind for you? I mean, it, it very much that that word stillness, and I think it was in the same vein of what you were talking about with being that like being able to have the still stillness of being um it, it very much echoes what you were saying in that sense of um like the abiding message of god to abide in me which happens mm -hmm. in the midst of chaos thanks Alex, yeah. uh, I had like a verse you. and then an image. So, um, yeah, the verse that came to mind was from First Samuel. So the Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And I think this image or like question of like, what is the heartbeat of God? And kind of like, how do you pay attention to the heartbeat of God? Um so I also don't know if it's just kind of like, there's like this whirring sound. I think it's the like heater or something in the attic. Um, but it just kind of sounded a little bit like 
uh, harped a little bit, kind of like, I think this just rhythmic kind of, if you're not, if you're too busy or too kind of like flustered, you miss the quiet of a heartbeat. Um, so I think kind of similar vein of like stillness and quiet, but yeah, just this sense of like the heartbeat of God. And then also I think just this like, you may want to look at all the things on the outside. So like, am I doing enough? Am I having a quiet time? Am I waking up earlier? But like the flip side is like at the end of the day, God is looking at the heart. And so kind of like, what is the motivation or kind of the like drive underneath? Because that's what God is like paying attention to far more. Thanks for sharing, Alex. Um, yeah, Ashley, any, any further thoughts before we move into prayer? Um, like that makes sense. It kind of is like, that's also been like my thought. I'm like, maybe that is kind of what God's wanting to tell me, but just the way that I am, I'm like, I don't, I guess I've always been so used to doing a lot of things that I'm like, okay, well, is the actual answer just do nothing or is that just the easy answer? You know, not necessarily do nothing, you know what I'm saying? But it's like just this, just sit back and and maybe just let things be. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. That's fine. But is that just my mind wanting to like just maybe do something that's easier or um not wanting to try to push further, think further into it. It's like, well, that's it. You know, um, I second guess myself a lot. Hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And, um, yeah, I think we can, we can ask God for, for wisdom there about like what that looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I can pray in, um, Alex, if there's anything you want to pray, you can, you can go as well. Um, but yeah, let's pray. Um, um, Jesus, I'm um, yeah, just grateful for um, all these different words and some of the overlap that I'm seeing with them. Um, yeah, God, I pray um, for Ashley that yeah, that you would teach her um, and show her how to abide in you. Um, uh, yeah, that she would be able to be still with you um, and quiet enough to hear your heartbeat. Um, yeah, God, I'm not uh, totally sure what this looks like um, in Ashley's life. And so, God, I pray that you would give her wisdom and um, yeah, and how she can stay connected to you. Um, and so God, I pray just, um, for a greater intimacy with you. Um, I pray for moments of quiet, um, and stillness, um, and silence. God, I pray that you would, um, yeah, that you would, um, speak to her, that she would be able to hear your voice. Um, 
yeah, God, I just pray for, um, yeah, just a greater sense of intimacy with you. Um, yeah, I just imagine her laying against your chest, um, her ear pressed to your chest, just like listening to your heartbeat. Um, God, I pray that her moments of quiet with you would, would feel like that. God, I just ask that you would create a sense of safety in that space, that it's not about Ashley's performance with you, whether that's um, a certain kind of spiritual discipline or did I hit a certain mark of time with God? But yeah, God, I think it's just an incredible gift that you want to relate and be with us. That that's such a, yeah, that the God of the universe wants to just make a home with us. And so I thank you that you invite Ashley into a space of quiet, of listening to your heart for her. Yeah, the things that you care about. And I thank you that you are not a God who's, yeah, did we check all the boxes, but the God who really just wants to connect with us. And so I pray for those spaces, yeah, for Ashley, that what that looks like with a kid and yeah, career shifts and all those pieces that can feel really, yeah, destabilizing or distracting or it's hard to just kind of sit. But I pray that you would provide these unique spaces for her, yeah, to really hear and be with you. And I just thank you, God, that you really, that's what you care about, is that you just want to be with her. And so I bless her to hear your voice, to know your love, and just the depth of your relational connection to her. God, we thank you. And we just thank you that you speak and you invite us into that space with you. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, just Ashley would love to <laughs> hear if you have any thoughts. Um, yeah, about uh, the prayer time, just the process, or um, yeah. No, um, I like that. Kind of like you said that. Kind of like something you had said when we were talking earlier about how like the expectations and the goals. I I like that it's it's more just like. We're all just going to sit here with God together and maybe be a sounding board as opposed to always kind of like sometimes things I see in prayer ministry too is like they automatically want to be like, well, we're going to sit here until we get an answer. And it was more like, well, let's, let's just hear God. And this is part of a process, not the, it's, it's not the ending point of something. It's not where it's like everything resolved, but it's, it's part of an ongoing process that, you know, you're in the middle of. It's, it's a pause in that process. Uh, I like that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, I was just, um, again, just encouraged that um, it seemed like some of um, the words and images that we got um, overlapped definitely. and there was some like resonance there. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Love it. Love it so much. Any other thoughts before we move on to praying for Josh? Good here. 
Okay. Hi. Um, direct me. What do you want me to share my prayer request? Where, where do we go from here? So I think I'm taking this one. Um, okay. So Josh, how are you? <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> I am good. I am ready okay. for to receive prayer. Cool. Um, yeah. So if you just want to share what you'd like yeah. prayer for, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, so I'm wanting to pray because I'm in a period of transitioning um, of, I, I would say in many ways, it feels like I'm entering a new stage of life. Um, there's been a lot of, in the last six months, um, moved moved to a new home, bought a home. Um, I'm now in in transitioning into a new job, which don't worry everyone, more information there. People are like, what? And I'm like, there will be more. This is not the moment. Um, but there is a lot of, of transitions happening. There's mourning happening in that mm-hmm. because of things um, that are no longer. Um, there's a lot of joy and excitement of things coming. There's a lot of fears and anxieties about um, the unknown and the feeling of responsibility of what um, is to come. So I would say praying over these transitions and all of those Mm -hmm. different um, excitements and sorrows and uh, fears. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Are you cool if we listen? Just kind of see yeah. what God might want to say about all these transitions. Cause there's definitely a yeah. lot of them. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot. Yes. I am ready for it. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I can open us and then we can sit in silence, take some time with God. And then after a little bit, I'll call us back and then we can share kind of like we did with Ashley. So, okay. Jesus, we thank you that you are with us, that you walk with us, that you speak to us. And so, God, I just ask that you would meet us here, that as we pray and listen for Josh, yeah, that you would just, whatever word or sense or just, yeah, what he needs to hear as he navigates these transitions, God, we just ask for you to speak. Yeah, would you quiet us and Help us to hear your voice. Is that enough time? Would a little bit more yeah. be helpful? Okay, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, did anything come to mind or a sense of anything, Josh? Um, it was kind of an image, but also a conversation. Mm. Um, I have a tendency to be very blunt with God. Um, Feel free to share whatever and, is helpful for you. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got this sense of as we entered, kind of laying just kind of all of it out and going, okay, God, here it is. 
And I don't need that stupid crap. Like it's all going to be fine. I, none of, none of this. Like, and, um, and the image I got, and I'm going to, gosh, why am I crying? Um, the image I got was an image of God crying. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was, it just felt like God saying, like, you don't think that I mourn too or feel excitement or are concerned for you. Um, and I feel like that was kind of what sat in it, the idea that my emotions about these transitions are shared with God. Mm. That's really so, good. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Thanks. Did you have uh, anything to know? Yeah. Um, well, just what you shared was, uh, I think, just really beautiful um, that God empathizes with you. Um, the song that came to mind, um, or the lyrics of the song that came to mind are, he won't fail um, from that song, he won't. Um, and yeah, I think just imagining God as, um, yeah, as steady, as a foundation for you um, in the midst of all of these like changes and transitions. Um, yeah, I think just like wanting to um, affirm that, that God won't fail you during this time. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that, like, like I said, there are seasons of life and that's okay. You know, cause it's like, I feel like sometimes Ecclesiastes can become very trite and people use it a lot, but it brings comfort to me in my life. Mm-hmm. A lot of times mm-hmm. to know, you know, for everything, there is a season, a time and a purpose and it's okay to mourn the things that have passed in the transitions that we're in going into something that is good and, or maybe even better at some times, but it's, it's, it's okay to be in that transition period. It's, it's okay to be in, you know, like the fall or the winter of life that is going into that new season of regrowth. And it's, I take comfort knowing like, Kind of like I say with my son all the time when he does stuff. My husband's like, is this normal? It's like, it's a normal stage of development. This is just how, this is just life. This is just how things are. Yeah. And for all of our listeners, if you're wondering all about that sound around Ashley, that's our mascot in the background who finally found her in her closet. And there was a box of toys in here. So <laughs> there you go. We I love it. I used that to s- scoot him out. <laughs> Um, I think just to add to what others are sharing, uh, the image I had was uh, you're hiking with God, Josh. Um, You both kind of have this like backpacking backpack. And I think the sense was like um, the climate shifts. So kind of like you're going through a forest and then like now there's snow. Um, And there was just kind of this reminder of like, don't worry, God's ready. And so like Mm. God or Jesus pulls out snowshoes and he's like, got you covered, which may be that kind of like trite, like it'll be okay. Um, But the other piece I think is you were sharing that came to mind was 
like as you two are hiking, you pause and you like sit. And I think this image of like you're watching the sunset on the lake. Um, yeah. And this, I think this sense of like God isn't in a rush to move you through the transitions, but a like, I think just that sense of like, oh, God is really attuned to your emotions, like sensing like, oh, it's okay to kind of like be in that space Mm -hmm. of transition and you don't have to like, okay, how do I get to the next season or the next phase, but that it's okay to sit by the lake and, and watch the sunset with God. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. Mm, Thank you all. I appreciate Um, all those words. Is there anything in particular that stood out or resonates as you hear all that? Hmm. Um, honestly, so much of it. I, um, yeah, I didn't even take what you were talking about with the hiking of like, God going, I've got you covered as, as like, it, you know, it'll all be okay. I, I take it as awareness, you know, there's this understanding of God being very present in moments, you know, um, and being prepared, um, even when I do not feel so. And I mean, obviously that relates generally to what you were talking about with, um, with he won't fail, which love that song. That's a whole nother <laughs> conversation. So, um, and, and even what Ashley was saying. So I honestly, I resonate with so much of it because there's, um, I, I think it's, there, there's so many emotions, you know, mm-hmm. and then also, I think even in in me, there becomes this aspect of, and I think it's part of, it's part of probably what I need to deal with underneath the whole thing of God, God I don't want you to just say it's okay. It's going to be okay is um, processing the, the, the feeling underneath that of whether I deserve for it to be okay kind of thing, or like whether mm-hmm. I, I, whether it is okay for it to be okay. Um, not necessarily I was in the deserve part, but just the the um, the feeling of responsibility that I should be the one making it okay, um, but being able to sit in God being able to make that okay mm. um, kind of aspect. Um, so, and that's my, you know, Enneagram 3 coming in in, in so many ways. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm, I am open to where you would like to, where you would feel called to pray in, in that space. Yeah. I think it feels like, how do we just kind of bless or just kind of invite God into that space of like just Mm -hmm. transition. And it seems like, yeah, I think you just have some really profound, insights with god of like oh he's attuned to my emotions and like is it okay if transition is okay and god says that like i mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like you've got some good like journal prayer times material to go off of this <laughs> um thank you yeah but i think yeah just to mm-hmm. bless that space for you because i think yeah it can be easy to like how do i move through transition as quickly as possible but it I think the significance of this is just how am I aware and attuned 
that God is wants to meet you in the transition, not the arrival post transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. in all of its like ups and downs and, you know, the emotions and the shifts in seasons and all of that. Yeah. Cause there's this power of being able to go, God, I need you in this moment. I don't need you when it's like done. I mean, I do need you when it's done, but like, I need you now when yeah. it's not done. <laughs> Those kind of things. So yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah, that sounds great. Feel free to add to Janelle. I'll pray and then if you want to close. If not, I can also just pray with an amen after. So totally up to you. Um, yeah, I'll just close in prayer. Jesus, I thank you so much for Josh and the transitions that he's in and that you are just present. Like, I think that it feels like such a gift that you want to be present in transition, that you're not, yeah, kind of at some train station waiting for Josh to arrive, but that you're in the midst of the transition, that you walk with him, that you feel the emotions he feels. Yeah, that it is just a normal part of life to have seasons. Um, God, I thank you that you don't fail, that you're reliable and you come prepared. Um, yeah, and so Jesus, I thank you for the richness of just how you are meeting Josh. And I pray, yeah, just acknowledging that the transition will continue and transitions will continue, but that, yeah, you already are present. And so I just pray and bless Josh with an awareness of how you are present. I thank you for the gift of um, your emotional connection to him, that you can share both the grief and the mourning and the joys and the excitement of transition. Yeah, God, I thank you that we don't have to walk through that alone. And so that's just a gift that I, we just want to thank you for. And God, I just pray that those spaces that Josh needs to know that you're with him, to know that you feel what he feels, to just kind of need you to be like, it'll be okay, I got you. That you will be faithful in those moments. And God, I thank you that you have been faithful with Josh all the way up until this point in his life. And so I just bless and trust that you will continue to do that in this set of transitions. God, thank you that you're not absent, but that you're so very present in these transitions. Yeah, Jesus, thank you for um, your empathy, your compassion for Josh. Um, and um, yeah, I pray that um, Josh would be able to feel um, the fullness of all these different emotions. And um, he would know that, um, yeah, that when he's mourning, you sit with him um, in that, um, that you're sad as well. In those moments of excitement, um, that you're excited for him and with him. Um, in those moments of being afraid, um, God, that you're you're there as well. Um, so just yeah, just ask for your presence um, in all those different emotions. Um, and God, we're just grateful that um, that you won't fail, Josh. That you have his back. Um, yeah, that he can rely on you. Um, that you can be 
steady and solid for him in the midst of these many transitions. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hmm. Thank you all for this gift that you gave us. Um, I hope, listeners, that you got something from that and we're able to sit in it and because it was great we're keeping all that in the end it's going at the beginning we were like we don't know if we're going to keep this in i'm like we'll do it why not um but really appreciate you both um in in um taking us on this journey as well um before we close, I just want to give space for any last thoughts, anything else that might feel was not said or you wish to share. Thanks for the opportunity to be end. here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. It's an honor to be on your podcast and thank you again for just the ministry of this podcast. Um, it's been a lot to me. Yeah, it's well, we're, we're very honored to have y'all go oh, go ahead. Alex. Yeah, just thanks for having us. I appreciate it. It's fun to be here. Oh, yeah. No problem. Yeah, I hope this encourages some of you listeners to um, to just maybe open up to see where prayer ministry might be something of a place of healing um, or anything like that. And like we said, um, reach feel free to reach out to Janelle and Alex um, if you would like to contact them. Um, we'll put the information, as we said, in the show notes and, um, we didn't, we didn't talk about this before, but would one of you be willing to pray us out of this episode, praying for our listeners, maybe as they, you know, maybe praying for our little community and anyone who might be listening? Sure. Yeah. Let's pray. Um, yeah, God, thank you. Um, yeah, just so much for um, our side B community and and everyone else who's listening. God, I pray for um, those spaces um, of pain that may exist um, for those who have experienced um, like prayer ministry in a in a damaging or traumatic way. Um, God, I just ask for your healing there, spaces to process that, um, um, God, I pray, um, yeah, that you would heal, um, just those spaces where, um, trust has been broken. Um, and God, I pray that, um, yeah, that you would be helping, um, our community to more deeply, uh, trust in you. Um, to, to see you as a safe space. Um, yeah, and for those who haven't experienced prayer ministry but are interested in it, um, God, I pray that there will be opportunities available for that. Um, and um, yeah, God, would you just be growing us all, uh, learning to, um, to listen to your voice um, and, uh, and to grow in um, to grow closer to you um, through the process. Um, yeah, in your name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, everyone, 
Thanks, Ashley, Janelle, Alex. Love talking with y'all. Um, for listeners, we will be having a few... Um, there's going to be some announcements coming in the next few episodes. Um, so be listening, because those will be important to catch um, as we kind of get towards the close of our season um, about what's next for the podcast and... Um, and all of those things. But we hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye, everyone.